I'm Abby. And I'm Allie. And it's About, about time, time for True Crime. Hey. Hi. How's How everyone doing? Are you guys? Tell us everything. Um, how was that weird coworker that like smells really bad? Are they okay? I'm like right here. And <laughs> mine's fine. She's doing great. She's making a cute little drawing. What's um, yours doing? Are they putting on deodorant? They should be. I smell delicious. You do. You. you smell delicious. My perfume actually like is I've found a very good one. Ooh, love that. It's black opium by YSL. Ooh. Not that anybody, not a single one of you is fucking wondering. And also not that anybody or a single fucking one of you is wondering for me, but I do really like the good girl scent by Carolina Herrera. And also Miss Dior's Blooming Bouquet. It's like okay. my two moods. There you go. One's a little spicy. One's a little sweet. You know? Okay. I like it. <laughs> sweet and spicy. How has your week been, you guys? It's been like a whole seven days. It's literally the last two days, this Monday and Tuesday, have been a force. They've been like a decade. And At it's the time been 48 of hours. This has been like, Abby and I were like, oh, that conversation we had a week ago. And we were like. Oh, no, that was actually yesterday. It that was, was yesterday afternoon. Correct. And we were like, oh, yeah, last week. Oh. So <laughs> if that's any indication of how things are going here, it's just been a force. But we are doing our favorite thing that we get to do. It's so true. And we're very happy. And we hope that this is a nice little reprieve for you guys, too, even though it's awful and terrible. Yeah. But great. Yeah. You know? Awful and terrible, but like really good mm-hmm. in a good way. Awful, terrible, wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. That's us. Pretty much. Do you want to be awful or terrible? Mm. I think I want to be awful. Okay. I'll be terrible. Yeah. And then we'll both be wonderful. Aww. Oh, cute. Adorable. Um, we should make, <laughs> we should make like best friend, like, um, the half broken bracelets. Oh and God. one says oh, terrible and the other one says awful. Wow. That's just <laughs> adorable and horrible. Disgusting. <laughs> Oh, you guys, we really, it, it, it's been a force. I feel like my brain is 70% working mm-hmm. right now. Um, so I will do my best to make this all coherent. But Allie literally has no idea what we're talking about. I have no idea. Whatsoever. Um, I'm hoping it's a true crime case. Is that it, what we're going to do? It is. Oh, my gosh. You're so right. Yay. Now, which one? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the part I don't know. Don't guess through all those. Um, I will tell you all, today we're talking about the murder. Of Skylar Nice. Okay. Now, for those of you who have heard about this case, awesome. Hold your horses. For those of you who haven't, to prep for this case, I did have to listen to Backstabber by Kesha on the way over. Um, delightful song. Really took me back. But what's interesting here is actually this case took place after that came out. Oh, okay. Which is just... So we're talking about a recent... Kind of interesting. Yes. this does not... Skylar Niece does not really ring a bell to me. No. So, howdy, hey, hey, party people. I wanted to do a case that felt inspired by middle school drama. (laughs) Oh, you mean the time when girls are out the absolute meanest, most ruthless... Yeah. Awful people. And, like, not for nothing... No 12-year-old deserves to have all of those raging hormones, but, like, it also only gets worse before it gets better. (laughs) Yeah, be a good person, damn. Yeah, it's not that. It's not hard. It ain't hard. Not that any 12-year-olds are listening to this. And if you are, fucking don't. This is inappropriate. If you are, do your parents know? And if they know, hey, boo. If they know, um, you guys should have a sit-down conversation. This is not appropriate. Uh, yeah, because once again, we don't want your kids referring to bedtime as a fucking crisis. And <laughs> they would. Correct. Because that's a great line. So, <laughs> so yeah, obviously we don't want your kids uh, being nutty. But hey, boo, if you're here and you talk and you're good, listen up. Allie and I work with a very specific subset of people. And in our experience, we often get people telling us that it takes a quote-unquote very special person to work with the population that we do. But to that I say, oh, no, 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 no. Actually, the most special people in the world are school teachers. Because who the fuck wants to go back to high school or middle school for funsies? Hmm. Could not be me. 
but literally only one person I know would and shout out to you Ken's hey she is a middle school math teacher so obviously I would hate if I was doing that job but I am so glad that there's someone out there who wants to be a middle school math teacher Mm -hmm. Um, because if it was only those of us coerced yeah no it wouldn't happen Um, (laughs) but obviously that being said today we're focused on high schoolers and not all high schoolers are cherubs either to say the least and boy do I know what high school girls are like and they suck you could not pay me enough to go back literally like I think I'd turn down millions like if they were like hey I'd offer you 10 million dollars go back to your sophomore year right now I'd be like eat my butt Literally. <laughs> so today I wanted to talk about the murder of a precious 16-year-old, Skylar Niece. Okay. First, I wanted to mention that this one might be rough. It's not super graphic or gory, but especially if you, like me, just love hoarding high school-aged trauma, um, you might need to go forth with caution. But... It is a very serious trigger warning. This is not a great case. It's mostly petty drama, but it's also mixed in with the brutal murder of a 16-year-old. So we'll hop into it. All right. Skylar Niece was a beautiful little thing. She was born on February 10th, 1996, which means she would have been just about my age and an Aquarius. Hey, boo. Um, Skylar was beautiful. She had these beautiful blue eyes. And some of the photos that circulate around show this adorable little like brown bob, like, you know, the lob. It goes down to like just between your chin and your shoulders. Mm -hmm. And it's really cute and very, it felt very early 2000s. And... Some photos of her show her in glasses and others don't. And the glasses only get me because I think they were like the exact same pair I had in middle school, like right around the same time. Um, You know, they're like the black ones that are kind of skinny rectangles on your face. Mm. It's just to me, it screams like 2006. (laughs) Um, But they fit Skylar's face a whole hell of a lot better than they did mine. (laughs) Skylar's parents, Mary and Dave Niece, had Skylar in West Virginia. And Skylar had been described as compassionate and smart, sometimes a little bit stubborn, but very bubbly, which from everything I hear kind of hits the nail on the head when it came to Skylar. So Skylar was in elementary school in her West Virginia town. And I want to say it was Morgantown where she was born, but I've also heard the town Sheet Lake come up. That being said, I'm not from West Virginia, so Loki, I have no clue. Nonetheless, in elementary school, in second grade, Skylar met her best friend, Sheila Eddy. Okay, now do we like Sheila? For now. Oh, okay. Sheila was also an only child. I know being raised with siblings can be a totally different experience, so I'm sure they had some special bond over being the only kid in their homes. (laughs) And throughout their childhood, the two were connected at the hip. From second grade to high school, there's a slew of photos of the two taking bathroom selfies, even through that, like, you know, the phase, the like Elmo and Cookie Monster phase. Oh, God. Yeah. Even through that. And they are being goofy. And there's photos of the two of them just like growing up together. It's really sweet. And if I had seen all of those photos in any other context, I probably would have thought it was like a senior remembering PowerPoint of like how fun the years have been before graduation. But... It reminds me of my longest friend, Emily, who I've known since I was just a few months old. It's just a really special kind of bond to go through that much of your life with someone, especially young, when Mm -hmm. everything is sort of up to your caretakers, where you are, where you go, all of that. And so it's just really cute, like, to see them go from itty bitty things to, like, you know, teenagers. Mm -hmm. That being said, my friend Emily, who I've known for, like, 25 years now, Uh, Neither of us have ever considered doing what these two did. Okay. So, onwards. In high school, Sheila and Skylar are still attached at the hip. They're besties. Hashtag five ever. But they meet a new friend, Rachel Schof. Rachel was an artsy soul, to say the least. She wanted to do acting and singing, and she would even post singing videos online. Hmm. Now, Rachel was also an only child, so she was the perfect addition to make this duo a trio. To which I say, it's a trap. Never have a trio. Never a trio. Somebody's always left out. Never a trio. 
but also i've i'm an only child and i can't imagine this like gang of (laughs) (laughs) the gang of only children like oh you don't have siblings either okay great because there's like some very specific categories only children fit into you're either weird as fuck mean as fuck or normal and that's that's well and sometimes selfish as fuck yeah it just depends i think that goes with like mean as fuck yeah that's fair that's fair which are you no i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) you're cute as fuck um but anyway so back to rachel um rachel again she'd post these little videos online she really wanted to be like a singer and it was only once the trio was really established that the girls really seemed to want to get into the usual high school mischief drinking a little smoking a little of the devil's lettuce and sometimes skipping school sometimes even staying out past curfew and in the grand scheme all of these are pretty normal teenager things right there's no blatant red flags going off they're just teen girls doing what you know high school age girls do it came as a bit of surprise to me that in fact when the parents talked it was sheila that was said to be the bad influence I seem to think maybe it would be Rachel because, you know, she was the last. She came addition, last right. and then things started to change. But even some of Skylar's other friends wouldn't come around anymore when Sheila was there. Hmm. And now high school does a lot of wonky things to kids. It's true, especially the social dynamics. But it was interesting to me how ubiquitous it seemed to be in the town that Sheila was the issue. She was described as mean and controlling by both Rachel and Skylar's friends. However, when the friends all seemed to point to Sheila being the bad influence, Skylar and Sheila seemed to think that the bad influence was Rachel, which, not to brag, but called it, if you add another variable and then things go south, why would I assume that the two that stayed on track for like eight years together would suddenly change? Right. You know, like maybe maybe Sheila had some issues with being kind. I don't know. Well, I do know. She definitely did. But at that point, it's like, is that really just her being the influence or is that just her having an issue being kind? Right. You know? So anyway, Rachel and Sheila seemed to argue a lot, but they also seemed to like each other a lot. And now from one woman-loving woman to another, um, totally understand that drive. That being said, um, don't understand, nor do I support the fact that an at least one occasion, Skylar had to watch the two drunkenly make out, if not hit a few bases further. In front of somebody? Yeah, in like 10th grade. Why? D- okay. And like, listen, 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 listen. Do I support all of that experimentation? Yes, but I support it with all consenting parties, which means if you're going to do it in front of someone else, which I I don't suggest you do in high school or really ever personally, I don't think I could, but if that floats your boat, go for it. Just make sure everybody's okay with it. You know, don't like, don't coerce someone into being part of your fantasy. That's not cute. I literally could not give less of a shit who you want to make out with, who you want to hang out with, date, whatever. Literally, you do, you be happy. However, if you're going to, like, get all handsy with each other, like, mm-hmm. other people don't need to see that. There's, get a room. Yeah. That's it. No one, no and one needs to watch that. You're hanging out with, like, your best friends and y'all are drinking. That's the time to be screaming, like, Hannah Montana. Not the time to, like, drunkenly feel each other up and make the other one watch. Yeah, like, what do you do if you're the third one? Like, all right, I guess I'll just... Okay, uh, I sit here. Charged my DS. I'll play some fucking Pokemon. Like, like I don't know. My Nintendo's are parched, so I guess I'll take care of that. Or <laughs> my Tamagotchi's dead, but I guess I can try Tamagotchi yeah, CPR. Like, like that's just ugh, uncomfy. Yes, exactly. So this seemingly is what caused the initial rift between Sheila, Rachel, and Skylar, which makes sense. Rachel seemed to like the fact that with Sheila, she could break the rules without being constantly judged. The makeout sleepover started some arguing between Skylar and Sheila. And while Skylar seemed to be getting a little more distant, uh, Sheila and Rachel seemed to be getting much closer. So Skylar started getting left out and probably feeling pretty damn excluded. As the year moves on, both Rachel and Sheila had boyfriends and were sexually active in those relationships. As well as it seemed being into each other on at least a few occasions. <laughs> but okay. 
the two would get high together. They would dress the same. They'd drive around and sing, like, the whole nine. Like, Mm -hmm. think stereotypical best friends, except this trio now excluded one of the originals. And now they're doing it. So they'll, like, dress the same and not tell Skylar. Or go out and do stuff and not tell her. And at the time, when you're that age Mm -hmm. and that's happening to you... That feels like the end of the world. It, it feels like it's never going to get better. It feels like you're, you know, the walls are imploding on you. It's, it feels horrible. Yeah. And I can just imagine like growing up with someone, someone that you're that close with for that long to have another person come in and be like, we're going to get drunk and make out. And ha- that's what wrecks your relationship. Like that would just suck. You know, that blows. Yeah. So they even started to like I was saying dressed the same they would do their hair the same just adding to the exclusion but Skylar also knew everything about them even though they seemed to think Skylar was just an immature girl who tagged along hmm. Skylar would even like subtweet about how much she knew about everyone at her school or Not on Twitter subtweeting mm. no girl yeah So let's talk about what happened, because after a vacation in June of 2012, Sheila came back and told Rachel that Skylar had to die. Uh, (laughs) ma'am. So what in the heck happened on a week long vacation to Myrtle Beach, by the way, that sealed Skylar's fate? See, the entire week, Skylar and Sheila were fighting. And oddly enough, this wasn't out of nowhere. Um, Other students and teachers had reported hearing Sheila and Rachel talking about the best ways to dispose of a body literally the year prior in October of 2011. Yep. Now, it wasn't them necessarily talking about Skylar specifically. And it wasn't totally out of the blue because I guess around that time, a different body had been discovered around the area. But. Once you hear someone say Skylar and then also connect the dots with their conversation about disposing bodies, um, yeah, it's kind of freaky. But the girl told Skylar, why nobody else? I don't know. But she told Skylar and she was like, uh, that's weird. They were like bringing up your name and also about how to dispose of dead bodies. And Skylar was like, yeah, that's a weird game they play. Oh, yeah. So she just thought it was kind of a joke. Yeah, she thought it was like a practical joke. Well, we're talking about it here so i don't think it's a joke right no and it, it wasn't funny i mean if it was a joke it's not funny so a yeah, joke should be funny yeah um take a class get a book there's like 101 dad joke books everywhere and you know what they're so much funnier than murdering a 16 year old mm-hmm. yeah but in the spring of 2012 rachel and sheila got scared that skylar could blackmail them The two started dropping off more and more comments on death and mortality, asking each other as a group, like how they would rather die, like between suffocating or drowning and just like morbid things. They would talk about like, would you rather suffocate or get shot in the head? And then eventually having to escalate it between even making comments in their science class, agreeing that she would be better off dead. But the group continued to hang out together. So there's still a trio. Yep. Just that the two that are kind of dating are like, what if we just killed her? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then also the two that are kind of dating um, are totally excluding her and also have boyfriends too. That's so mean. Yeah. Oh, girls can be so mean. Now, I mentioned Twitter earlier. Yeah. But subtweeting is low-key a huge part of this case, which... Just kind of makes like my inner detective happy because I love this shit. Like personally, I'm not on Twitter anymore, but I had one in high school and the only thing I would do on it, like I never posted. Actually, I think that's a lie. I think I tweeted about one dance competition parade that I had once. (laughs) But other than that, I just would look at it for other people's subtweets to be like, what's going on? Who's arguing? Because if you follow enough people, enough people start subtweeting about each other that you're like, oh, get the popcorn yeah it's true but for those of you who may not be familiar with the term or the platform i'll give just a quick little synopsis where twitter will end up now that elon musk owns it who knows but for those of us that used it in 2010 slash what i would call its height of popularity at least to me twitter allowed you to say anything you wanted to post within a 140 character limit 
Subtweeting specifically is when people will tweet about someone else, sometimes drama or a situation, but just providing their reactions or thoughts and not using anybody's names. So then everybody can see it and they're like, all right, just fucking at me, which is like, don't subtweet me. Say what you want to say and say it to my face. <laughs> but the last tweet that Skylar ever made was a subtweet that said, you doing shit like that is why I'll never completely trust you. Ooh, spooky ooky. So we're going to fast forward. We're going to fast forward to a Thursday. Okay. What Thursday, you ask? Thursday, July 5th, 2012. Okay. That Thursday. That Thursday. Skylar was working at her job at her local Wendy's. Because, yes, bitch. Oh. She got home around 10 p.m. She said her goodnights to her parents and she went to bed. Aww. However, around midnight... Sheila or Rachel must have texted her to see if she wanted to go out and like joyride. Why they're taking her on a car ride at midnight on a Thursday beats me, but I guess that's why we're talking about this case on a true crime podcast. These girls didn't necessarily restrict themselves in many ways. So Skylar seemed to sneak out quite a bit. That being said, up until this point, I don't know if she ever even got caught. Like, they had cameras on their property, but it took them a few days to, like, even look at them to see that she snuck out, hmm. um, which she did by, like, moving, I think it was a bench or something under her windowsill so she could step on the bench and leave. Hmm. But Skylar sneaks out to see her friends. She pulls that bench out, hops out onto it, and runs into the car with her friends. These girls were driving and ended up on Morse Lane Road, which is a quiet road in their town. They got like a mile or so down it. And apparently it's kind of like spooky ooky. Like there might be some trees or woods or something nearby. Um, but it, it's quiet. Like nobody's going there. And the three of them are just talking and chilling. Skylar eventually moves to go back to the car. They said to get a lighter. Um, I'm not sure what that was for, but I mean, we do know that the other two girls got high. I don't think Skylar did, but maybe she did by this point or like was getting it for them. Who knows? On her way back, Rachel and Sheila counted to three and then attacked Skylar, stabbing her repeatedly in the back. Literally? Like, yep. Mm-hmm. Oh. Using knives that they had hidden in their hoodies. How symbolic because they literally did. Bup, bup, bup. Back, 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 stabber. <laughs> they really did that. Yeah. I mean, in every sense of the word. Oh, my God. Yeah. And Skylar tried to run, but ends up getting tackled by Rachel. Skylar fought back and at some point gained access to one of the knives and ended up cutting Rachel above the ankle. Could you imagine being her and just being like, okay, this isn't funny. This really isn't fucking funny. And then, like, the moment where you realize that you're like, really This scared. really isn't funny. Like, they're like, not joking. This isn't a joke or, like... Oh, maybe they accidentally like cut yeah. me and they didn't mean to and they're playing a prank. And then that moment when you realize you're alone with yeah. your two best friends who are literally trying to kill you. Yeah. Who like you trust and you know everything about them and they probably know everything about you. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. So. Ultimately, Skylar could not overpower the two girls repeatedly stabbing her. And then the girls stood over Skylar and watched her die. Aww. Allegedly, Skylar's last word was why. Of course it was. Yeah, because she's fucking 16. She barely has like. I don't know. She barely has a glimpse of what life is like, you know? Yeah. It's just. ugh. So this obviously sucks a fuck. Yep. No, they're still out in the middle of nowhere at night, and Rachel and Sheila were originally going to bury Skylar. However, the ground was too rocky, and either they weren't strong enough or their shovels weren't, and so the two gave up on burying. I mean, in- they, sorry, but they, they grew up with her family, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, at least Sheila did. Sheila yeah. and her Sheila were knows best her- friends. She was probably over their house for dinner once a week. I mean, she just... At least, yeah. This is her best friend who she's been close with for at least a decade. Yep. Whose families probably treated her like a child of their own. And she could do that to them. It's just like. It gets worse. Okay. It gets a lot worse, in my opinion. Great. So, I mean, not worse than murdering someone. They already did the worst of that. But you know what I mean. 
So instead of burying, they put Skylar's body by a tree and started to cover it up with rocks and branches before cleaning themselves up, changing their clothes. And they left their bloody clothes and knives in the creek they washed off in. They did leave Skylar's phone turned off next to her dead body, though. So let's just hope that helps investigation somehow. Mm -hmm. The next day, Skylar's parents left for work like normal. It was early, so on a normal day, Skylar would be sleeping in bed and nobody would think anything of it. Dave, her father, came home around noon or early afternoon, which was seemingly the normal routine for the family as Skylar would then meet up with him and she would use the car to go to her job at Wendy's after school. Mm. And it's high school, so they probably get out, what, like 2.30, 3.30, something like that. So it can't be too late. But see, when there was no sign of Skylar, Dave got really worried. He went to check on her but noticed that her door was locked and then outside saw the bench under her window and the window open and he knew that she snuck out at some point. So Dave did what a reasonable, freaked-out parent would do and started calling people. He called Sheila, and she said that she talked to Skylar on the phone around midnight, but hadn't seen her since. Then, Skylar's mom, Mary, got home, and shortly after that, the manager at Wendy's called for Skylar. The nieces then called the police as they were starting to panic. The police picked up Sheila and started asking some basic questions. This time around, Sheila changed her story. Okay. She admitted to seeing Skyla that night and going joyriding, but she also stated that she picked her up around 11 and dropped her off no later than midnight. She was like, okay, yes, we did sneak out, but, like, she was back by midnight. Like, mm-hmm. she went to bed at 10. What? We went out at 11, went for a ride. Yeah, it was fine. I hate her. Mary feels something is wrong in her bones and literally started to Facebook about it, which, like, kind of feels like an our parent generation thing to do but it did actually help because it meant her family started showing up and at least immediately after Skylar's aunt and cousin got to their house the two started knocking on doors and asking around for any information or if anyone had seen Skylar and they weren't getting anything but this kind of manpower is pretty much unheard of for the day after someone goes missing yeah or fuck it like even the 24 hours that someone went missing mm-hmm. um so that was a really big help but then they got in touch with the landlord and the landlord had camera footage around the place so they were able to see that Skylar snuck out and got in a car what is really curious to me is that nobody could tell that the car was Sheila's in fact people believed Sheila so much that nobody even bothered to back it up to fact check if Sheila did in fact pick Skylar up at 11 and drop her off before midnight okay since Skylar was getting into the quote-unquote mystery car was just after midnight. Nobody thought, you know, they needed to look at the other timestamps. Mm-hmm. Now, it gets a little weirder. Not only do I think that it's odd that Skylar's parents or whoever was watching the tapes and reporting on them never backed up to fact check, but I think it's weird that nobody was identifying Sheila's car. Yeah. You know, I assume at this point they had at least seen it in Sheila's driveway or her parents driving it or fuck it, Sheila driving because they were old enough to drive. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a lot of oversight and not to mention it's described as an SUV originally and like the report with people who are watching. Mm-hmm. It's a sedan. It's like a very obvious sedan. So whoever it was was like, yeah, no, definitely not Sheila's car. That's an SUV. That's like, like me describing a car. I'm like, uh, it's got four wheels. It was going. A wheel, um, uh, some windows. Like that's all I got. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I can get you a color, you know? Um, But I feel like an SUV and a sedan is kind of big just because an SUV is that much bigger than a car, like a normal car. Anyway, now the part that pisses me off about this is that the original police officer who viewed it said she probably just willingly ran off with a rando guy and she'll be back soon. Okay. Like, where the fuck did he get that narrative? What part of high schooler who works at Wendy's in her free time and subtweets about her friends being mean to her is like, yep, no, she would definitely ran like run off with a random guy. Yep, right. In a car at midnight. Nope, for sure. Sounds definitely. Like Which I oh, I fucking hate that. Anyway. So then on top of all of this, Sheila starts being pretty fucking public about missing Skylar. 
Um, she put on Facebook or Twitter, Skylar, come back, frowny face. I seriously can't deal with school without you. It's been way too long. I miss you too much. I love you. I can't wait to see you. Bullshit. Okay. A big old bullshit. Big old bullshit. So during all of this, there is not a lot of progress being made to further the investigation and answer the questions that they still had. Until the Muckalucka FBI came in. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you guys don't know Muckalucka, it is from the movie Pineapple Express. Except it's not from the original. It's from the TV edit where they couldn't swear on it. So they dubbed in Muckalucka over every motherfucker. <laughs> and I love it. Because no, it's like so bad. totally normal, serious dialogue, and it's like, eat shit, muckalucka. <laughs> like, I okay. love that. So, anyhow, um, the FBI did come in. And the FBI came in only because there was another case very recently that they thought might be linked because of the false description of the car. Okay. So, shout out to that. But when the FBI started to help investigate, they called Sheila back in. So, on July 9th, which is. Just three days after the murder, Sheila repeated the same story about picking up Skylar at 11 and dropping her off no more than an hour later. And she was also said to be super interested in the investigation, which is like big old red flag. But but it's your best friend. Yeah. If that's what they think, you know, they're probably like, oh, this poor girl. She's she missing her friend. She's no idea. And I, I mean, I also literally wrote in my notes. I mean, same. Like, I would definitely be into an investigation just because I'd want to know what was going on in an investigation. <laughs> like, hmm. um, granted, would I be, like, pestering people about it? No. But I'd be like, ooh, tell me what you can tell me. Interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, so I think, though, if I were to be questioned, people would see that, like, I'm just interested in, like, spooky, oogie, creepy shit, especially now that we have a recorded true crime podcast. Uh, that'll do it. Um, but, uh, you know. I personally don't think I could cover up murdering my best friend. I sure should hope not. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, a, I don't, I don't think I am violent. I am clumsy. And I do sometimes worry that I, my clumsiness will hurt other people because I did play, you know, uh, gym sports. And at some point I was not allowed to play gym sports because they were like, it's kind of a liability. Like you're going <laughs> to hurt someone or yourself. I think the way that you'd hurt me is, like you completely wiping out and i would like bust a rib laughing so yeah, hard yeah but i think that would be the the extent of that if i'm being honest i literally don't think i have it in me like i, <laughs> I don't think i could uh anyhow they then called rachel which by the way this is the first time i hear of rachel being talked to which is interesting I wonder if their friendship had gotten so strained that people didn't really think of them as close anymore. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Hmm. So they called Rachel, who, of course, also pretended to know nothing about how Skylar disappeared. Rachel said that she was at a church camp and then on the 7th went camping with her mom. Her mom and her mom's friends that she was camping with did notice the cuts on the back of Rachel's ankle. Rachel said she would happily do a face to face interview when she got back, but she never showed. Okay. Later, though, the police finally caught up with Rachel. When she was actually questioned, she gave the same story as Sheila, that they dropped Skylar off before midnight and that the last she saw of her was her walking back home or, you know, back inside. But the detective was on to this because their stories were so similar that the detective even thought it must have been rehearsed because it was like word for word. <laughs> Dummies. Literally. However, the investigation did have a hard time because... Even if you think that people are lying, you have to have something to get them on before you can be like, hey, what the fuck? Full of shit. Um, and they couldn't issue an Amber Alert since Skylar voluntarily got in the car in the video. Mm. Apparently, Amber Alerts are only for children who are taken against their will. I did not know that. It was very interesting. So... The other thing they had, though, was that Skylar had left her phone charger, her wallet, and everything else to suggest that she was going back home. Right. So I think we're going to skip forward now to the fall of that same year, so 2012. And Mary Niece, Skylar's mom, was going through it, which, like, I can imagine. You so know, they've got no information. Months have passed. They have months no have idea. Months have passed nothing. 
She's been Facebooking about it. People are asking people about it. I love um, that you just used Facebooking. Yeah. As like a little cute little verb. Yeah. She was Facebooking about it. Facebooking about it. And no. they were just getting nowhere. And I can imagine how fucking infuriating it must be to have the video watching your kid get in the car that took her away and have nothing happen. But how many times did you comb over that video? And not notice that it's the best friend's car that's probably been parked in your driveway yeah. like three nights a week for a year. Literally. It it drives me nuts. So Mary calls the state police in hopes that they'll pick it up, which they do, which is okay. awesome. Hooray. So pretty immediately after this, though, the state police took Sheila and Rachel's cell phones and studied the security footage quite a few times before they finally realized that nowhere ever is it seen that Sheila picks up Skylar at 11 p.m. It took so many months for one person to just watch like an hour before the ideal time that was given to them. That that makes me mind. so mad. I'm like, just if someone says around midnight, I think 10 p.m. later. You know, like, I don't know. By the time you notice to look at the time. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's around midnight. Yeah. OK. What does around mean? That's so fucking vague. So anyway. No one figured. (laughs) So it took so many fucking months for this to happen. They probably thought they got away with it. Literally. And Sheila, while already inserting herself maybe a little too much into the investigation, was also still playing charades with the fucking niece family. This is what makes me so mad. Because she, with her own fucking hands, like with her bare hands murdered her best friend of 10 years and then went back to her house and said i miss her i'm so sad i don't know where she is what can i do and then got comforted by the parents of the girl that you killed yep and it's like i just want to talk to her where's sheila now i just want to talk oh (laughs) i'll i'll tell you where she is Uh. now but um it just oh it just fucking pisses me off like what she could have done is just i don't know not fucking killed a girl that's you're, it. You're, if you didn't like her, just don't be friends with her anymore. Yeah. Like, that's all you had to do. Yep. But Sheila would go over to the niece family's house and she'd cry and be distraught about Skylar. And anywhere she went, she put up missing persons flyers, like the whole nine. Oh, my God. I hate her. She really committed to the bit, which as an armchair comedian, I certainly respect. But as a bystander watching a murderer try to hide what she did is fucking terrifying and awful. In fact, by the time that the police had caught on to some of the suspicion around Sheila, they told Mary and Dave not to say anything more on the investigation to her because she would like ask about it and be like what's going on what oh who are God. they thinking like what are the leads tell me all the dirt so mary and dave obviously wouldn't say anything mm-hmm. so instead sheila just started asking other people to ask them what a bitch right naturally it's also high school and i hate a child right now like she's mm-hmm. and she's a kid at this she's time. also I'm like, 16 you suck yep okay all right and this is why i'm like do i really want teenagers in my home ever <laughs> i don't know I don't know. But naturally, it's also high school and rumors start to get major headway with this case. Rumors went around like maybe Skylar overdosed and Sheila and Rachel left her to die. Um, Maybe it came from how Sheila tried to make it seem like she was besties with the cops. Like, I don't know. People were fucking onto it. And Rachel, on the other hand, instead of trying to keep one step ahead the same way Sheila was, it was like she stood still in time like it it was literally like she stood in one place and got ran over by this investigation and she started to fucking crack she was trying to get away from it she never visited Skylar's parents and she kind of started to fall apart the authorities pushed Rachel to talk especially after they found out that there was no evidence of the timeline and events being true that Sheila was saying Mm -hmm. Further, they kind of pushed saying that they had cell phone data and knew for a rough estimate what the actual timing and whereabouts were. How true that is, I don't know. It seemed to me that it was sort of a hoax, but maybe founded in like a theory. Like maybe they have one of their phones or something like that, or they have their phones and they don't have hers going back or no phone call at midnight, like Sheila said, or something. Mm -hmm. But... 
whatever it was, Rachel did change her story. And she told them that instead of picking up Skylar at 11, joyriding for an hour and dropping her off before midnight, like they said they did, that they actually went for a ride and Skylar ran out into the woods and Sheila and Rachel couldn't find her. You waited that long to tell them that, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Of course, once Rachel changed her story, you know, Sheila did too. Have they been called pieces of shit yet by anybody else? Because I'll be the first to say they're pieces of shit. Yeah, they're, they're definitely in their piece of shit era. Okay. Um, now, it should be noted that these two were not slick at all. Nope. The entire fucking community thought that they did it, including the entire high school, which somehow got all the kids together and started tweeting insanity at Rachel and Sheila. Well, maybe it was because half of them overheard 10 months beforehand that they were like, you know who we should kill? We should hide a body. Skylar, kill someone. Yeah. And then suddenly she's dead. And you're like, I miss her. And it's like, yeah, because he fucking killed her. What do you what do you expect? She's not going to like come around and haunt you. Damn. Anyway. So um, for those of you who were alive and in middle school to high school at this time, you might remember that there was a craze over one ABC family drama show. Pretty Little Liars. Oh, my God. Now. Now. Very fucking funny because all of these tweets had so many Pretty Little Liars like quotes and shit in them. Oh, they were like, on. are you kidding? Like, we know what happened. XOXO. Like, Gossip girl. <laughs> literally. And so... I mean, relevant for sure, but damn, got away with murder who? We do not know her. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank God. Now, a quick trigger warning here for suicide. Rachel had gotten into a big fight with her parents and locked herself in her room shortly after all of those tweets. Mm-hmm. Rachel did try to take her own life and ended up being hospitalized in a psych unit until she was a little more stable. Which, quick intended side tangent here. Psych units really frustrate me. Especially when it's just to stabilize someone. I do understand that there's not really a lot of a responsibility to go beyond that. But especially where, you know, we're seeing that it's like you're being checked in on every few minutes and you get a med cocktail that might stabilize you. I'm like, can we have some sort of case management and like wraparound services so that when you get out of the psych unit, you have someone to continue to keep prescribing those meds and someone who will help you actually work on your shit? Yeah, I mean, depending on where they are, they could mm-hmm. get that or they could not get that. And it's just frustrating with, personally, like, I just find it frustrating the way it all works. Because if you go to a hospital, like, you go to the ER and you're having a heart attack, right? Mm-hmm. They will see you. They will treat you. They will treat the initial issue, whether mm-hmm. that is putting you on blood thinners or making you do an EKG or a stress test to make sure that you're okay. Or putting in a stent into your heart with, er- like, open heart surgery. It's treated. Mm-hmm. And then they connect you with a cardiologist and they make you go back for stress tests and they make you go back for PT and they have you all the way set up afterwards through a treatment plan. Yeah, there's aftercare. We should just have a fucking aftercare plan with people that go in for mental health. I don't even care if that's like see the same psych person that you were seeing here the whole time until you can find one of your own. But like continue that relationship because right. what the fuck else are you expecting? Like a few days of meds isn't going to stop someone's mental illness. Right. It's going to subdue it for a couple of days. Yeah. Just like an hour or two yeah. of, you know, some heart meds isn't going to fix the issue. Exactly. So anyway, um, love you so much. Back to our killer content. Okay. Get it? Oh. Killer content. Gotcha. Ah. Dad joke. Anyway. Um, so the police who interviewed Rachel interview her again after she was released in January. It's now been months and months and months since Skylar went missing. And this time around, it only took a few questions before Rachel said that they stabbed her and gave the entire fucking story. When the police asked why they did it, all Rachel could say was that, and this is quote unquote, we just didn't like her anymore. So don't be friends with her, you dumb bitch. Yeah, all you have to do is like spread a rumor that she's gross and nasty and has BO and that'll do it. All you had to do don't even have to do that just don't yeah you could just ghost her that's it anyway rachel then immediately took the police to the location where they put skylar however it was so snowy that january that rachel couldn't pinpoint exactly where they had half buried her (laughs) so not only did they have fucking answers and they knew where 
She was, but they had to wait months for the snow to melt before they could actually find her body to corroborate that. I hate everything about this. I know. It's okay. awful. And it makes me so mad. So it literally took six months for them to get any answers, and then it was still at a standstill, mm. which is fucking ridiculous. So after Rachel's testimony, the case still couldn't move forward again because no body means no evidence, and no evidence means pretty much no case beyond a testimony. Mm. And as we see in this case, Rachel and Sheila weren't really known for being consistently truthful, so they had to wait to do anything. Correct. It seems now that Rachel is working with the police as they set up electronic monitoring in Rachel's room to try to get anything damning when Sheila was finally over to see her friend. Okay. Two weeks later, the police went back to the place that Rachel took them with a canine unit where they ultimately did find Skylar's body because of another good doggo. Good doggo. So many good doggos. So many good doggos. Um, which means they did not have to wait for fucking months and months until summer came and the snow melted. That good doggo brought so much relief to that family so much faster than it would have otherwise. Yeah. Anyway, just um, women for police dogs. I'm starting a club. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Um, that being said, they ultimately did find Skylar's body. And do you want to know the most horrid part of all of this? I guess so. She had been stabbed 50 times. 50? 5 zero. Five zero. Holy shit. Two girls. That's at least 25 each. Do you know how long that takes? How much fucking energy that takes? That is a lot. 50. And she's probably, she's trying to like run away. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So on March 13th, the body was confirmed to be Skylar's. Obviously they had to test it and make sure everything was checking out. So the parents spent months just thinking she was missing, not knowing. But by the time that they realized she was gone, she was already dead. Yeah. The next morning. She was dead that night, honestly. So, again, March 13th, almost a year, like nine months, ten months after she went missing. And she had been gone that entire time. Day one. Now, the police seemingly let Rachel roam out and about probably because she was so cooperative. Um, They weren't so sure about Sheila, but did eventually get a search and seize warrant for every knife in her home. Good. Which, personally, I just think is like a funny search and seize. Like, hey, I'm here to take all of your knives. All of them. Every one. Even your pocket knife. Even the butter knife. Even the camping knife. Yeah. Yeah. Give them all. Even the plastic knife that you take on picnics. Mm Mm-hmm. Here. Now. (laughs) Yeah. So... When it was announced that Skylar was identified, Sheila tweeted that it was the worst day of her whole life. She tweeted? Yep. Someone take her phone away. Someone take the internet away from her. She has too many ideas. She deserves nothing. Okay? She can just sit and rot. Thank you. She deserves maybe jacks. The worst day of your... You know who... You know, I can think of a worst day for somebody else. Yeah. You know what? Like, it does suck that all your knives got taken away and maybe you can't eat your steak now, but like... What if you were stabbed 50 times? Wouldn't that just suck? Anyway, so come May, Rachel had surrendered herself to the authorities and had her first day in court. Rachel pled guilty to murdering Skylar Niece. Good. Rachel agreed to testify against Sheila, and in an agreement that meant prosecution would only ask for 20 years for Rachel's sentence. Okay, so she's going to be out? Yeah, at some point, but like... 20 20 years is pretty significant i feel like when it you know what's the other alternative 25 to life i think yeah i mean but she testified against sheila Mm -hmm. okay i'll take it i guess so fast forward to september when the authorities caught up to sheila also this makes me laugh a little but oh god wow you guys i just had like a really bad leg cramp but if we ever let out another bloopers you'll probably hear it so (laughs) Anyway, fast forward to September when authorities caught up to Sheila. Also, this makes me laugh like a little bit. It probably shouldn't, but it does. She was arrested in a Cracker Barrel. <laughs> Get fucked. Which just kind of feels fitting. Like the last place that you're free is a Cracker Barrel. <laughs> That's hilarious. Anyway, um, 
I don't know why that feels just American, but it, it feels so American. So <laughs> on September 4th, Sheila pled not guilty to any of the following charges. Murder, kidnapping, and conspiracy to commit murder. Okay, who's going to tell her? Yeah. So come her pretrial hearing on January 24th, 2014, mind you, a year and a fucking half after she murdered her best friend of 10 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Sheila was sobbing before anything began and it changed her plea to guilty to first degree murder. So like okay. they hadn't even started and she was like, okay, okay. I plead, I plead guilty. Dummy. Yep. So in exchange, the prosecution then only asked for 15 years to life for Sheila. What? Yep. She got less? Well, kind of. So, Rachel did have five more years, but there was no, like, after 20 years, she's done. So, if she got released and put on probation, she'd be done. Yeah. Sheila, 15 years to life, she'd still be on probation for the rest of her life. So, it is more investment, but I am annoyed that it's 15 years to life. I'm like, can you just at least make it 20 to life? Because Rachel's the one that came forward and talked. Like... Give she's the one that, that yeah she's the one that cooperated even then i mean neither of them should ugh, i don't know so in sheila's court case dave niece skylar's dad read a victim impact statement that was oh my god so heavy um and because sheila has the possibility of parole after 15 years after her trial dave came out and he was like i will be at every fucking parole hearing for sheila to ensure that she never sees the light of day. Uh, yeah, I'll pay yeah. for his gas. Because it's like, that's not only your child's best friend that murdered her, but then she came around your fucking house for a year and a half, knowing exactly what happened. Just trying to see what information you'd let slip to her. Yeah, because that's all it was. It was just a fucking game. So Rachel's sentencing hearing was second getting 30 years for second degree murder and being eligible for parole after 10 years. So that was actually better. Okay. So she can get out after 10 and up, you know, whatever, Mm. 30 years up to 30 years on parole instead of up to life on parole, which is fine. Um, What I found fascinating is that both women are serving their sentences in the same facility. I feel like they should not. I feel like that shouldn't be allowed. I don't know if they're allowed to talk. And if they are, I'm curious if they still do. I don't think they can't. I don't think that there'd be any, I mean, no legal reason why. Well, other than like, I mean, personally, and maybe this is just me, but shouldn't there be some sort of law about not being able to like talk to your co-conspirators during your punishment? Um, no, only before trial. Fair. Afterwards, it's all fair game. It's said and done. That's fair. You've been sentenced. I hate it. I can't imagine that they're like getting lunch together though well i hope not i hope that rachel's on to like bigger and better things oh, i don't wish good for either of them i mean they were 16 and rachel seems like she you had stabbed your best friend 50 fucking times you lured her away from her home she got in the car you knew exactly what you were going to do to her i guess for me i just feel like there's should more... i be worried no i just feel like there's <laughs> are you more gonna kill me I'm not gonna kill you i just think that there are are more mitigating factors for Rachel. I don't think that what she did was right. I think she should absolutely serve time and have a punishment for it. But if it was eating her up enough that she not only tried to take her own life, Mm -hmm. but she had to get psychiatric help and then she was fully cooperative, told them the full story. And, you know, she was the one that came in last. She was the one that's known her her entire life and was like, yeah, let's do it. And then continued to lie and put up a front to literally everyone. Like, it just feels more malicious from Sheila, I guess. From Rachel, it seems, th- yeah, she fucking killed someone. That's not okay. I don't disagree that Sheila was more malicious, but they're both malicious. Yes. I just think that um, if one, maybe this is mean of me, but I just feel like if one of them is going to get out and do something better with their life, I hope that it's Rachel. Yeah, no, I agree with that. But still, you were, you lured a girl to her death and you knew that, that you were doing that. It's not like... yeah. I guess it would be different if Rachel weren't in on it. Sheila had planned to kill her and then all of a sudden she just starts stabbing her and she's like, yeah. oh shit. And like, she's completely caught off guard and is like, what do I do here? Yeah. But she was fully like in on it. Yeah. And it, I mean, they did, 
they talked about it enough that other people heard which also like, overheard it like how long no how offense, loud were you how, talking about it how how loud and why if you're dumb enough to actually think you can do that in real life and not get caught why are you talking about it in front of other people it was planned like months and months in advance mm-hmm. that wasn't just a out of passion or rage and they were like still friends with her inviting her yeah. out and skylar was still like yeah let me go like all you had to do was just not hang out with her i know that was it that would have cost you zero cents but but do you want to know why this is particularly relevant sure because our friend and by friend i mean co-conspirator in this case rachel shove mm-hmm. is up for her first parole board meeting on may 1st 2023 okay what a dick so we'll see where that goes at the time of recording that has not yet happened um, and at the time of recording, even if you're up for your parole hearing, it doesn't necessarily mean that you get it or that you get paroled. So if we have an update, I will absolutely give that to you. But um, regardless, we will let you know what we find out and we'll see what happens in the next few weeks. But it's really hard to believe that it's already been like 10 years. Mm. That's just so sad. And I'm looking at pictures of her and it's all oh, that style and it's like the I Hollister know. tank tops and the straightened hair oh my god i used to fry my hair oh my bathroom smelled like dead hair for the and it's like your hair is like a little bit damp and you're like oh it can't be that bad it's like no it's literally the worst thing you could do to it no (laughs) oh and my hair is curly and i destroyed my curls because i was like straight hair is the only way and like the you know the bangs like the side bangs and oh my god with the clip and everything you know the one oh i i do know the one like bump it esque Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um i didn't start to do my hair until like eighth grade and then i got way too into it and like got fucking nuts with it and now i can do a lot of things with my hair which is nice but i totally wrecked it for a long time Mm -hmm. and i dyed it red for like six or seven years when i was in school so it was just fried as hell but anyway i want to end this with remembering Skylar because as shitty as these 16 year olds were and quite literal back back backstabbers um they're not who it's about and I don't want it to be about them I want it to be about Skylar and Skylar's life and her impact that she's left so um I also wanted to end it on a note that didn't make me want to hate everyone okay um (laughs) Skylar's parents, Dave and Mary, have discussed wanting the whole world to know Skylar for who she was in lieu of what happened to her. Mm. Skylar was smart and compassionate. She loved animals, even bugs, which like you go girlfriend, but they freak me out. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, r- really beetles freak me out the most, but like they all kind of yeah. fit crunches. I'm not into it. Um, but Dave Neese shared a story about Skylar when she was young that I thought was really cute and probably a pretty accurate representation based off of how Skylar's been described. So Dave said, she came in one day and said, Daddy, I need a piece of bread. I assume she was like young, mm-hmm. three or four. Skylar's dad said, okay, honey, uh, what do you need the bread for? And she said, I'm feeding the ants. <laughs> and he said, feeding the ants? Don't do that. And she said, well, Daddy, they have to eat too. And that's the kind of heart she had. It was golden. And that's from her father. Skylar was also funny and had a great sense of humor. And through giggles, she would play practical jokes. Hmm. Um, Specifically, Skylar and her aunt had a really good relationship doing like practical jokes back and forth. And one year, Skylar's aunt tried to make some tissue paper look old for like a craft by like Mm -hmm. sort of trying to lightly burn the edges, not remembering or not thinking about how fast tissue paper lights up. Yes. Um, (laughs) So obviously that didn't work right. And it totally burst into flames. And ever since then, Skylar started calling her aunt Sparky. (laughs) Oh, that's cute. Taking it as far as getting her a spark plug ornament that her aunt still has to the day. Oh, I like that. Skylar was just so full of love and joy and life and light. And one of my other favorite stories that I read about her included the time that she was playing a tea party with her dad and she was the waitress, but she couldn't reach the sink. And it took like well over a few hours before the mom came home and was like, where are you getting that tea from? And she had just been dunking the teacups into the toilet water and her dad was drinking it. (laughs) She wanted to serve him tea. I respect it. (laughs) 
And another way that Skylar lives on is through Skylar's Law, which I actually think is super impactful. And this is one of the main things that I wanted to end on. We talked about how Skylar, there was no Amber Alert put out for her because she willingly got in the car. And that was one of the caveats to Amber Alerts prior. Mm -hmm. Skylar's law was a law that Mary and Dave Neese pushed really hard to get through and recognized. It was passed in 2013 and Skylar's law makes it so that Amber Alerts can be put out any time a child who is missing is proved to be in danger. So regardless of their consent to the initial taking, meaning it no longer has to be an abduction or kidnapping for an Amber Alert to go out. Okay, this good. law is so incredibly helpful for law enforcement and families looking to get word out on missing persons that someone may know about, especially in cases where it can be like a mixed family issue where maybe there is a parent or a caregiver who has a restraining order and like that kid is going to willfully go with their parent. You know your parent, even if mm-hmm. the law says that you're not supposed to be in contact. And so that has already helped dozens of kids. And has been adopted in many other states as well. Good. And lastly, I also just want to talk because Mary and Dave now speak in schools and in the community about Skylar's promise. They felt so betrayed, naturally, to have their daughter's best friends be behind a brutal 50 fucking stabs murder. And we know it wasn't spur of the moment. It was overheard by other kids. Even the principal had heard about it at some point. And nothing was done. But they were good students. They didn't cause any trouble. So nobody ever did anything. Nobody looked into it. Nobody asked questions. They just were like, oh, whatever. They're just good kids being stupid or weird or whatever. So Dave and Mary go around talking about Skylar's promise, which is essentially the motto or mantra that Dave and Mary are using to try to teach kids to say something if they hear or see anything dangerous. Had someone looked into it, maybe something would have been different. And maybe they would have been forced to look into it if enough kids had come forward about what they heard. Hmm. So I think it's best that even if you're not in school, we all adopt Skylar's promise. And if you see something or hear something, say something. And if you or anyone you know are dealing with a missing child, look in all that legislation. You never know what you can pass that will help the next family or even help yours. So... I would like to remember the beautiful, beautiful life of Skylar Niece. That was awful. Yeah. I mean, well told, but awful. Fucking terrible, right? It's just the ones that really get me. I mean, they all get me, obviously. Yeah. But the ones that are so needless, like this, and again, they're all needless because there's never a reason but like the only fucking thing you can say is we just didn't like her anymore then stop hanging out but there were so many fucking steps between Mm -hmm. that like between thinking of that and killing her that they took that so many other routes could have been taken yeah and that family wouldn't have lost their only child and you know what if you'd gone to like a guidance counselor and you were like oh i've had this really long friendship and now i don't want to be in it so that's a weird dynamic what do i do they could probably help you arrange your classes so you didn't yeah. have to like have the same lunch period as them or something. You could something very logical and practical that would mean, guess what? You no longer have to be around that person enough to want to kill them. You don't have to like her. You can hate her. That's totally yeah. fine. But seriously, if you guys are interested in anything kind of funny and like just desserts e, um, seriously look on Twitter, Skylar Nice tweets hysterical not necessarily her tweets but the treats at sheila and rachel it was like come on girl we saw that cut above your ankle and i'm like oh i have to say I, I just looked up sheila and rachel and they're both beautiful oh yeah they're all beautiful like they're gorgeous and oh yeah skylar was be- i mean they were all just like pretty, just like pretty best friends that they could have girls and then i could have just been like not just pretty girls that aren't friends anymore and two of them were pretty little liars Mm. they really were well they were pretty big liars yeah well do you guys hear that little burp in between i I mean i did yeah but they probably won't probably sorry lucky they're just (laughs) babies i can't burp well i always rate other people's burps to throw people off my scent (laughs) (laughs) oh my my scent being i myself have terrible burps they're just itty bitty they're nothing 
Yeah, they're kind of weak, but your sneezes will fucking knock oh a house gosh. down. My so. sneezes like make up register for it. Richter scale like it's five. It's true. Well, thank you for giving us this terrible, horrible case. And hey, you guys, if you also wanted to see how beautiful Skylar was or wanted to look into any of the resources or memes that we may have, you could definitely do that on Instagram. We always put all of the people, places, things up there that we talk about, but also uh, we do have memes and we have pod pets. So like get your booty over there. Pod pets. If you wanted to look it up, you could do that on your little Instagram app at about time for true crime pod with periods in between every word. So that's <gasps> A-B-O-U-T period T-I-M-E period F-O-R period T-R-U-E period C-R-I-M-E period P-O-D because podcast was too long. But if you wanted to send in case requests, what you thought, any of that, and it's maybe a little bit longer or you don't have social media, you can send us an email. But Allie, where would they do that? So if you wanted to email us, you'd go to about time, the number four, TC at gmail.com. So that's A-B-O-U-T-T-I-M-E, numeric four, TC at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your case recommendations and all, see all your little pod pets and yeah. your little feedback. Or if you just want to say hey or whatever the case may be, we just, we want to hear from you and we look forward to it. Yes. And the last thing we're going to ask you guys to do before we go is look at our stickers on Redbubble and also leave us a little rate and review. That's the it. last thing that are two things that we'll ask you to do. <laughs> yeah. The last list that we'll give you to do. Um, please Correct. rate and review. Like actually genuinely, seriously, that means so much to us. It is so important and it's so helpful for the health of our podcast and its well-being. Um, we want to continue to grow and we love getting to talk to you all every week. Um, actually, hey, Paige, I know you're listening. Um <laughs> Hey, and I also think that it's important that, you know, we've told everybody we know we've, we've said this, you know, everything that we've grown past like the first month, that's all you guys. And we're so grateful. But the only way we can continue to grow is if new people see it and, you know, we have to build algorithms and all that sort of stuff for that. And if you guys want like hella merch and like fun shit, kind of got to have a little more people. So mm-hmm. let's grow the ATFTC fam. Let's do it. And also, we just really like hearing your feedback because it's really fun for us. It really <laughs> is. It really is. We like kind of obsess over it. Kind of a little bit. Kind but. of a little bit every day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we love y'all so much. Um, no. Give your parents a hug. Give your pets a little smooch on the nose. And also, um, I don't know, just be good to each other. No, no backstabbing. But do listen to Kesha's backstabber. Oh, my gosh. But that's the only backstabbing you should yeah. be doing. But, 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 back, back, backstabber. And if I look at my watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for me to shut up. <laughs> that was About, about time, time for True Crime. Bye. Bye. <laughs>